the mystery of no John Kelly on today's SETI Bimco. He he uh, he had a uh, equipment malfunction. That's all. Don't mean to sound mysterious. I was just like, how do I say it? Well, it's a very delicate way of putting that his bladder malfunction and he urinated himself in public. Let's get to the show. <laughs> it's, it keeps telling me he's got to stop chugging that olive oil. I don't even understand. <laughs> it's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. I'll find you. Unless your name is Waldo, in which case I can never seem to find you. It's City Bimco, part two, the revenge show, the daydreams about revenge sequels that were never made. Part two, the revenge. I didn't say that, did I? Uh, revenge? What part? Part two, the revenge. It's all you about said revenge. revenge. It's all about revenge. And after we watch this movie, we usually have a wild card question. And we usually do, and today we do also. Uh oh, what is it? We ask who from this movie would be most likely to become the manager of a professional wrestler? That sounds familiar to me, but I know we didn't do it. Are you sure? I feel like we might have. <laughs> Professional wrestler. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Can you believe uh, we get to the end of these and I can't remember that? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually writing it down because uh, visual aid for people at home. I'm holding up my blank notebook. <laughs> I took exactly no notes for this movie whatsoever. Wait, we'll get to I'm... the movie. <laughs> We'll get to the movie. <laughs> so the note is professional wrestler. That's all it's going to say <laughs> under. What was this called again? Five minutes to love. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Later this hour, we're going to talk about the movie John picked, and poor John's not yep. here. Well, but... that's because we cut him out because he kept talking over <laughs> each other. Somebody had to go, and because he had had his unfortunate bladder accident, he was on the chopping block today. <laughs> Next week, it might be me. Who knows? I'm drinking a lot of water. The chopping block. Is that the, the name of the show? Oh, that could be the name of it. <laughs> and we just watched Chopping Wall over and over again. There is there is some podcast. There was some podcast where it was like every single week they watched the same movie. What? And it was like, <laughs> yeah. And it was like to, it was to like, it was, it was their descent into madness. Like, like, <laughs> I would do imagine? that. I would do that. Yeah. Of course you would, because you make <laughs> you you make Seti Bimco. It's it's all about establishing pain. When it's a Tim you know, movie, viewers at home, if you watch along with this, don't watch on Tim episodes because you will. <laughs> it's like smoking a cigarette. You're actually shaving valuable weeks of your life off every time you watch a Tim Hamilton chosen movie. No, they're laughing. No, they're not. Listen, nobody nobody laughs at a Tim Hamilton movie. This, you know, why this is weird and true. I won't, I won't say why. Technical reasons. I was listening, dear listener, to one of the first episodes that George filled in on. It was uh, Revenge of the Blob. And I was listening just, I won't get into it, it's just technical stuff. And I was like, oh, listen to George, he's so happy. He's yes-anding, we're joking. <laughs> and since then, <laughs> last week was like, shut up, Tim. You're not talking about it right. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, screw, like, screw your jokes. <laughs> I, so yes. My new thing, I go off and I do push-ups or pull-ups, which oddly <laughs> was a feature of this movie. True. I thought that was weird. I wish John was – I wish we didn't have to cut John completely out of the audio this time because he could undoubtedly answer 
if that was one of the reasons why he chose this movie. <laughs> I don't know if he'd seen this movie. I don't know anyone who's seen this movie. But no, I don't even think Rue McClanahan has seen this movie. <laughs> I don't think this movie. Yeah, this movie. This is going to get us hits because the young children they're into Golden Girls and Murder She Wrote for some reason. Like the young people are into that. Can you name it's the true. plot of one one uh, Golden Girls episode? Um, I can't. I think. Many years ago, my family and I went to Disney MGM Studios and I was pulled out of an audience to act in a, they had a thing where you could be inserted into an episode of Golden Girls. What? And I, not a real episode. Like they would like kind of run the film and like you were given like, they dressed us up in costumes what? and it was like, yeah, seriously. And you were cut into, you would say these lines on, you were on like a, a facsimile of the Golden Girls set. <laughs> And wait, how old interact. were you? Wait, how old? I was pretty young, pretty young, definitely. Uh, but I mean, what character are you playing in Golden Girls? Uh, so what they did was this particular episode: two private eyes or detectives came to the door, mm-hmm. and there was so. And so I got to interact with the Golden Girls, but they were in their own scene having interactions with people, and I got to make some joke like, "Whoa, that blood sure has a lot of sex," or something like that. <laughs> um, that okay, that's all I remember. <laughs> Wait, this is real? I thought this was leading to a no, elaborate this is, no, joke. This is, no, this is real. <laughs> this is a real thing that they would do there. Like, I remember I was wearing a, a jet. They put a jacket on me that was way too big. And well, yeah. uh, they put, well, but but because I'm a large-headed child and adult, they put, a, they put a fedora on me that fit fine. Didn't they just grab two other kids and pile you on top of each other and put a coat around you? <laughs> so you could be no, in the was, girls. I was a kid, and the other person was like an like an old man. And I'm like, well, yeah, I probably should have chosen an old man. I think no. my family just pointed at me, like, put this guy on stage. No, I think the three kids they should have said, no, you're going to stand on each other's shoulders. We're going to put an overcoat on you. You're going to. I tell you, if they did that, yeah. I would have snuck right out of there and looked for the nearest R-rated movie. You're going like, to see some see some naked ladies. Your episode is you get to go out on a date with Blanche. Hmm. Tim, question. <laughs> what? Have you seen Golden Girls recently? No, I can't even name an episode plot. Okay. They're not as old as we remember because, like, you know, people aged differently back then. Yeah. So imagine at the Golden Girls at their height, you have to go on a date with one of them. <laughs> Betty White. Betty White? Yes. All right. No, I, no other I'm, I noticed there was no hesitation there No hesitation. There no. no hesitation. Like, is producer, is producer Miss Lee there? <laughs> nope. Okay, that's why you're. She loves Betty White too. Ooh, Betty White sandwich. Yes, with a sprinkle of Danny Kay. No, stop. <laughs> See, this is why I no but you. Because you're you make running jokes out of things nobody could ever like. Why the Danny Kay? I even asked you. I'm like, why are you like saying Danny Kay? Who doesn't like, like Danny Kay? Who doesn't even know who Danny Kay is? <laughs> People, if you watch, what's one where he's in the castle? He's the jester, or damn, was he oh. in Connecticut? No, no. Yankee in King Arthur's Court. The movie where he's he's the back in medieval days, a guy would come around and he'd be the something. Damn it, the be the executioner. No, he's like in charge. The plague doctor. They mistake him for the man in charge. That's the joke. He's like, what? Prince and the Pauper? Is it a Prince and the Pauper that he did? No, no. It's... See, that's the thing. These movies are so old. <laughs> they practically like silent films. Well, he, like... he, oh, never mind. No, no one knows, knows who I'm talking about. All right. I had so much to talk about. 
We'll talk about some of it. I could. I'll play the part of John. Actually, since. But did you have a story? Could, I didn't even ask you. I'm so rude. Um, I watched a really bad movie for this podcast I'm on. You know what happened to me? Oh, did you got something? What happened? Oh, wait. I wanted to talk about our experience where you and I went out with our friend uh, on the show and we went to your favorite bar. And because you didn't have bananas, <laughs> you were. So, or everybody, I want to. So, <laughs> listeners to Seti Bimco should know that this, the word of Tim Hamilton is often held up to be suspect. There are many times where both John and I doubt the veracity of what Tim is saying. And Tim has been talking a lot recently about his adventures going to a local bar once with carrying bananas <laughs> once. and charming famous supermodels with said bunch of bananas. And I went there once. Went there once, but you charmed you charmed her. She was like, I like your bananas. You're like, my bananas are very nice. I have a whole bunch of bananas. And she asked the ladies, like, are you his wife? Because I want this banana man. And this woman's like, you're both terrifying me. I'm calling the police. Well, Here. I may have getting some of the details wrong, but like Tim and our friend Chris, who has come up in this podcast as a test to see if he listens. Because I uh, – we because if the bus is more than five minutes, I don't go. I don't go visit. Because yeah, Tim, who the champion of friendship, Tim <laughs> Hamilton. If I have to wait more than five minutes, I'll just stay home and buy bananas. But he came so to the our three neighbor. of us. Yes. Yeah, we went to this because yeah, it's kind of my neighborhood. It's a junk to my neighborhood. It's a little bit further for Chris. We went to this bar, which I won't mention because we don't want people swarming this with bunches of no, bananas. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, because we were there. Tim does not have bananas. This is key to the story. <laughs> we're hanging out. Uh, Tim allegedly had a couple drinks before I arrived, but I saw no evidence of that. Um, I ha- no. I was drinking. Chris was drinking. Tim had uh, the remains of a drink. He was eating. We eating some French fries and some crunchy chicken bits. And mm. lo and behold, the famous supermodel whose name I'm not going to remember comes in. <laughs> Alec Wick or Wick? I don't know. How Alec Wick. John Wick. W. John Wick comes in. Not sure how you look her up. She's very famous and. She looks right past Tim, like stares blank, like like he's a window. Because without bananas, mm-hmm. she has complete face blindness. And I realize that's her secret. She only recognizes people by the fruit they're carrying. She saw you guys. That's what happened. Oh, you think we scared her off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was a short yeah, conversation, it, it, and she obviously has face blindness, not to remember my face. Clearly, <laughs> but I can affirm to listeners of Sandy Bimco who no doubt listen to this, despite all the Danny K references and all the Osmond references and like the God forbid he keeps going with the Pat Boone references he started. But yes, this one particular supermodel does hang out at this one particular bar near Tim and my house. Yeah, that's all. Good story. Good story. I'm yes ending it. <laughs> you know who else hangs out in our neighborhood that... I forget his name. He played um, uh, in the new Batman. He played Commissioner Gordon. What's his name? Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. He also plays uh, um, the guy Westworld. in uh, James Bond. In Westworld. Played... Wait, He's black there's man. a couple guys that play James Bond. The brand, yeah, the brand um, new. You didn't watch the brand new Batman? Nah. Well, yeah. I did, but I can't remember his name. He also plays uh, the CIA agent guy in the um, James Bond movies. Oh, okay. And he played Uatu, the Watcher. That's uh, that's right. Yeah, he hangs out in a yep. neighborhood somewhere. Well, I'd, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Feel it. He plays Felix Leiter. 
I walk down the street in my neighborhood, and there's 20 rats on one little sidewalk. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, that's who we're talking Jeffrey about. Jeffrey Wright. Are you calling Jeffrey Wright a rat, Tim? Nope, I'm saying. You're just bragging? <sighs> okay. I feel like I need to carry some of John's narratives while in his absence, so... Um, Let's see. Uh, I was uh, I went to my stepfather's um, cemetery, and um, oh come on, <laughs> the sister of the guy who wrote the Pirates of Penzance had <laughs> accidentally carved his initials into my stepfather's grave. This is you. This is well. I'm John right now. <laughs> Pretend I'm John, <laughs> and um, I fucking murdered her. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I stabbed her to death, dragged her up to the train tracks, left her on the train. Now she's flat. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to yes and that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Add to it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me everybody, John Kelly. Oh, oh, now I'm going to pretend to be uh Kevin Cablasto. <laughs> what? I watched a spaghetti western and uh I hated it, but I watched a Freddy and I loved it. There, that's wow. my Kevin Cablasto. Wow. This is good. Who else should I be? <laughs> I'm the man of a thousand voices. Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> can you do him? <laughs> I'm trying, I, all I can remember is like, you're rotten kid. He just boxes his ears. Box your ears. I box your ears. Oh, Mr. Potter. Oh, no, I don't box my ears, Mr. Potter. No, that was the owner of the, the, the drugstore. Yeah, right. Mr. Potter boxes his ears because he doesn't bring the medicine no, I mean, real, I mean the, and, the bad guy. Is that Mr. Potter? Oh, that's uh, – no, Mr. Potter is the one I, – I, maybe I'm wrong. I thought Mr. Potter runs the drugstore. Uh, I thought it was Who is it? Old Man Potter's place. I, I don't know. I thought that's what it was. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, because that's Saturday Night Live. I don't know how to do that. That's, All right. that's Drew Barrymore's great-grandpa. All right. Let's end this. All ruined. It sucks. It's all awful. <laughs> let's uh, talk about this movie. Speaking of awful, let's talk about this movie. Should we do that? Okay. Yeah. I had a I mean, news... do you want to talk about a news story? Oh, yeah. What was the news story? <sighs> what was it? <laughs> oh, a Kansas woman. Yeah. She was selling body parts. Do you read this oh, story? Oh, yeah. I did see that, yeah. And guess what state she was shipping them to? Who was buying them? Did you read that far? Florida, Two right? states. Well, yeah. I was gonna Florida say. and Pennsylvania? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. For reminding listeners, those are the two states Tim hates most. So I don't if you hate, are in those states, I don't hate PA. You do though. <laughs> well, there was also the weird bit in the article about her accomplice who, like, so this article, this woman was a met, uh, no, not a medical student, a mortuary student. Yeah, and she had been, I guess, taking pieces of uh, practice cadavers that they're using for embalming techniques and stuff. And had sold like a I, skull. I got it and here. A ear, brain. ear, arm, lungs, liver, kidney, hands, breasts, penises, fetuses, and skin. Ooh, God and skulls. Ooh, yeah. This I, reminds I, me of uh, Mister <sighs> Wonderful Life himself. Man, he Tim, stole body parts. Think, he stole a yeti scalp. Think, <laughs> come on, bring me true, back Jimmy to that. Stewart. True story. Jimmy I love Tim when you went midway through <laughs> delivering a line, no. you give up and heavily sigh. <laughs> I wasn't Mr. giving up. I didn't give <sighs> up. I'm not giving up. 
Yes, Jimmy Stewart famously <laughs> stole the Pangbochi hand from Tibet while he was on vacation. I got a I got to find a book about it back that. for testing. There There's a, a bunch of books about it, weirdly. Okay. Type in Jimmy Stewart Pangbochi P A N G B O C H E. Not now. We're like talking that, about this. Jimmy Stewart's That's that's it. That's it for the body selling. Body parts. Right. That's a good story. <laughs> Let's get to the movies. I'll I'll be John. Good. Say, this movie's called Five Minutes to Love from 1963. It's also called The Rotten Apple. And it's also called Five Minutes. It's also called Five Minutes to Live, apparently. Yes. But that's maybe a separate movie. And uh, I'm glad you're going to take John because, man, I watched this movie. I loved I it. I didn't tell you what. I wish we really? I wish we watched this every day for a year, every week for a year. I would do that. I <laughs> do would it. do that. Do it. Cut all the references I made to the other podcast. <laughs> pretend it's your idea and do it. Did you really love it? That idea? No, this movie. Oh, how well. I got to because <sighs> here's my we'll feeling in this it. movie. Put very clearly and succinctly. I feel like the fact that John is not here to discuss this movie that he chose is akin to John standing at the entrance of a room that you and I are in, pulling the pin on a grenade, throwing it in, and then shutting the door and running away giggling. This movie, <laughs> I think he did this to hurt us. But I, I loved a lot of things about. It. But let me let me give you the synopsis at least. Oof! Good luck. Well. Just a simple one. Bed. Mm, bed. Wow. This is so bed. simple. Wow, ben. Ben and Edna and their baby daughter, they're headed to ben. California and their car uh, breaks down and Ben ventures off to a junkyard in search of a spare part to fix his car. That's a basic plot. Gives you a yeah. beginning. Yeah. All right. Directed by John Hayes. And I found another movie by his. I almost picked, but we'll get, well, I, I don't think I'm going to. It's, not, it's 1977, George. He directed a bizarre movie. Anyway. What, what's the, what, I'm curious what it's called. The End of the World, I think, 1977. Okay. So what this movie has going for it, um, I guess it was a near-forgotten movie that achieved some level of notoriety because it stars Rue McClanahan. Oh. Not, actually, doesn't star. No. She's definitely a supporting character, but she does weirdly is like a titular character like the in a way the movie name is ties in with her she's her name um, is poochie by the way i didn't pick that up but i hate it what you didn't hear that her name was poochie oh well, can i t- <laughs> can i confess something about this you watched the movie five minutes ago no no i watched it earlier today but this is the sort of movie so i like to uh in in our day jobs tim and i like you know how there's like we often make the fraser comparison we're both cartoonists so I like to watch these movies while I'm inking. Hmm. I, I, you know, I've already penciled the page. I'm inking. The worst kind of movies to watch for this are these kind of early 1960s movies where there's nothing happening dialogue-wise for great stretches of time. Because mm-hmm. then you have to kind of stop inking and really watch. Right. And this movie has a lot of idle waddling, like wandering around <laughs> on roads and, and, a lot and of words. the one set, which is a, uh, a, a, a junkyard Right. And so there's a lot you have to like just kind of pay attention to. Yeah. They thought they were doing Shakespeare. Well, it did have it did have the aspect of being like a play, didn't it? It did. But it was it was slow going is what I'm getting at. And so watching this thing, I was like I suddenly had an idea. I'm like, "You know what? 
I think there's a way to play back movies at double speed on YouTube. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched this entire movie at two times as fast. What? Tim, it didn't really make a difference. <laughs> Weirdly, especially the jazzy score sounded good. It didn't sound like music step. I'm like, this movie is on Quaaludes, and me speeding this up made it move like a normal film. That's true. <laughs> so it really like it didn't have like any sort of weird chipmunky like effect. Like some of the characters' voices were pitched higher. Oddly, some really weren't. Hmm. Blanche sounded kind of normal. <laughs> Uh, King Moody. But by yes, Blanche, you mean Poochie? Poochie. King Moody, the original Ronald McDonald, yeah, who from... plays like a psycho in this movie, he sounded pretty normal. Like, it and was weird. This movie is like slowed down and just like, whoa. King Moody plays a man named Blowhard. <laughs> he was Ronald oh, Mc... yeah. Actually, yeah. can you do the cast list? Because I want to actually write these down too. Because now. Now, yeah, so so people can follow what we're talking about. All you told him is that a guy. So there's the guy well, Ben. Ben the, is Ben is driving to California. Let's just hit the plot because he heard about a new job. Yes, in San Francisco, somewhere in California, and he's traveling with his wife Edna. Edna is blonde, and Edna has a baby. They have a hilarious screaming fight where he's like, <laughs> she's like. Normal people don't have to work this hard. He's like, what's your fault for getting pregnant? And she's like, I got pregnant by myself. And then like seconds later, the fight's over. She's like, I'm sorry, baby. And he's like, I got to go find the starter for my car. And he wanders off down the road, leaving his, his, it actually, it has very strong horror movie. Like it does. She has that baby. It's a girl. I think that baby was played by boy. What was the baby's name? They never said. Let's call it Tinkles. (laughs) Baby Tinkles the baby. I think it was played right. by a boy, ba- boy baby. Why? Did, wait, was it a girl baby? Even why? Why are you even saying? Because they that? say it's her daughter in the in the synopsis. Mm. I think he was a. But boy not in baby. the movie anywhere, right? You remember that little rascals where there was a an adult robber dressed as a baby? You remember that bizarre one? And Spanky's the one that figures out he's a man play, pretending to be a baby. He's in a baby carriage and like ladies go, oh, look at the nice baby. And he's like stealing their, their necklaces and stuff. Wait, really? You, you don't remember this Little Rascal episode? I, I, I think I've actually mentioned on this very program, the only Little Rascals episode I remember is the one where her- Spanky's on stage and his mom's clothes get torn off. Because I was like, I was, <laughs> I I was kind of too. dumbstruck as a kid. I was like, what? Never mind if um, you didn't see that one. No, that's, I didn't realize Little Rascals was that silly, but I guess. <laughs> it was super silly. Yeah. So, uh, wait, was was the robber a little person? Yes, that's why it's. Oh, wow! That's a that probably was not handled well, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they do the whole thing. He's just like a baby. He's smoking a cigar. Oh, oh man, it's like Baby Herman from uh, exactly from Roger Rabbit. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, so. I guess we we meet Ben. Frustrated guy going to California because he heard there's a job there, which is hilarious. Like moving across country, like oh, I heard there's maybe a job in California. There's probably one. And he walks. Uh, Edna, his young bride, yeah. and he walks t- and tinkles the baby. They walk to this he does. auto junkyard. He does. He leaves the baby. Oh, he does. Right. He leaves the baby because he walks down the road the and he walks by a dead cat. And I'm like, oh, symbolism. Missed that. You missed I'm it. Oh, he walked by a cat that was laying in the road. And you're like, oh, there's a cat in the road. And then I hear a car come, and I'm like, uh oh. And the car like runs over it without hitting wheels. The wheels don't hit it, and you, you realize, oh, that cat's already dead. 
Oh, wow. Like, See, this is uh, the perils of listening to a movie yeah. that has no talking. You were just hearing the, That's, the jazzy the music. The movie probably it was very – but Tim – I actually, at this point, I hadn't sped it up yet. It was, I was maybe like a good 20 minutes into this, but I'm like, I need to end this sooner. We know it's bad. We, we're, 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 right. we're pulling humor and, and poetry out of this. Bad. This movie is bad. It's bad like poetry. dirt in the ground Wait, that a king once right. shat on and a, and a dog walked on. And that dog was a friend to a cat who, who's owned by some poor schmo who worked in the dirt and ate dirt. And then he, he pet his cat and he felt sad because of it's all fruitless. And even though the cat was a friend of the dog and the, the dirt, was the dirt that we all walk on. Walking is the only thing that's free, man. It ain't free. Was that your poetry? That's it's just that's what this movie was like, right? It kind of was. <laughs> yeah. So at the auto junkyard that Ben, the stranded motorist, <laughs> walks to, there's the owner who's just the biggest dick in the world. Yes. What's his name? Uh, Harry. I remember Harry, that. He kept the, saying, oh, Harry, oh, Harry, help us out here. The, the police chief was like <clears throat> his pal. Yeah, and well, we'll get to the police chief because then there's there's King Moody who is blowhard. They're all high. I guess this is this is like this is like Beware the Blob. This whole town is high. Yeah, but Beware the Blob is funny, and this movie <laughs> was just weird. They're there all... was a guy who was like a heroin addict or something, right? Like there was a guy who was on harder drugs. Yeah, so we suddenly saw him I... in a, a hole in the ground, and he was reading his poetry. Yeah, I didn't know what he was about. <laughs> who was he? I don't know. I'm just gonna say, what's, let's let's come up. We didn't get to him, him. yet so because first, Harry, first Har- right. Harry meets Ben, and as you said, Harry's a dick, and he's like, "You want to do push-ups? Uh, where are you from?" He, he keeps he won't sell him <laughs> stuff. He keeps making him do push-ups. Yes. and Ben, because Ben's like a little little apparently like a little sub pig. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do your push-ups." He's like, "Is this good?" And he's doing push-ups over a weird <laughs> hole in the ground. <laughs> but instead, Ben goes and visits Poochie, played by Rue McClanahan. And this, well, he is instructed to go into Poochie to yeah. pay because he's got five dollars. And Poochie, yeah, she is. Uh, she's giving him beers. She's talking about how she slept with a fourteen-year-old kid. And yeah, that was, that was upsetting. Five minutes. It only takes five minutes to make love. She doesn't say it. She's just like, only takes five minutes. Only takes five minutes. That's the name of the movie. There's no sign of what. There's no sign of what happens afterwards. He's like, and Ben's like, but I would know. Yeah, she says she's there's like, no marks. I'm like, there's no marks. I'm like. I don't know. Um, yes. And she was also trying to offer beer to Harry, the owner of the uh, of the thing. Like it's and you you there's something wrong with her. Like she's had a trauma oh, yeah. in her life. All of them. All of them. They're all. Well, they're all. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Let's stop this movie. Everyone's terrible. Everyone. You know, there's one. I would say maybe Edna, the woman with the baby, like she doesn't seem like she's as terrible, although she does abandon her. Her opening scene is her screaming at him like, my life wasn't supposed to be this way. But she's married to Ben, so I can see why she's upset because Ben sucks all the ass. But later in the movie, she does leave her baby to run away from people. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I was like, where'd the baby go in this? We'll get to that. Uh, So Poochie. Oh, we forgot an important plot point before this. We did? Yeah, they, they established that uh, Blowhard and Harry, they steal parts from cars. We That was how the movie yeah. started. And the cop doesn't see them. And they steal Oh, them. I didn't realize that. I didn't pick that up at the first. Because while Ben, the stranded motorist, is in with Poochie, who apparently is a sex worker of some sort, but it also has like some like mental issues. Like, doesn't seem to have a full grasp of reality. No. Um, the police chief... Or the deputy maybe comes mm-hmm. and he's like, I know you're stealing cars, right. 
parts from cars and I got to arrest somebody because the chief is making me. And Harry decides to free. He's like, oh, yeah, the guy who steals my cars for me. He's here right now. Yes. And so and the police just leave outside. <laughs> well, not just that. They walk outside and he's like, yeah, this is the guy who steals my stuff. He's like, what? I won't admit to it. And then he just beats him. I know. The cop. And Harry's like, yeah, get him one for justice. And he's like, like they're standing aside. He's like throwing like <laughs> fake punches. And they just beat uh, – the cop beats Ben unconscious. So the cop, what's the cop's name? Oh, man, that one I, I missed out on. I think his name was Copper Top. We'll call him the cop. Copper Top. So – You're missing when he asked – he wanted to buy a starter. And he, Oh, I thought I said that. He, yeah. he found the That's right – but he found the right car. I, I just – I guess I'll insert some clips from the show, the movie. But when he wanted to buy the car, he's like, it's that smashed up car. I got the, like, the part I need or something and – and uh Harry's like, yeah, those that car smashed up. The lady was smashed up. The radio was smashed up. The seat was oh, smashed yeah. up. The paper was smashed up. The Bible was smashed up. The beer was smashed up. The checkbooks was smashed up. The Pat Boone albums was smashed up. Poetry books was smashed up. All that dirt the King Lear shat on was smashed up. And the Osmonds were shat, smashed up. Let's go. <laughs> it went on. It was pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> Pat Boone. Oh, I knew it. I knew Pat Boone was coming. No, back. that's what he said. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so the cop beats Ben unconscious, and then Edna, his wife, comes looking for him, carrying the baby. That's right. I guess past a dead cat. I wonder how she reacted yes. to that. The baby was very traumatized. She covered yeah, the baby's baby face. Did. Don't look. So they show up, and first she meets the guy who's like on the really hard drugs. We didn't give a name to him. Oh, wait, I call him poet. I c- All right, the poet, the drug, we'll like, drunk. Him- Druggy poet. <laughs> Who's a famous poet? Come on. We'll call him Byron. Alan I'm going to call him Byron. Byron. Okay. Um, so the druggy poet, Byron, uh, is like yelling shit at her, which is like weird non sequiturs. And then she runs into um, King Moody, a.k.a. Ronald McDonald. A.k.a. Blowhard. Actor, a.k.a. Blowhard. And he decides he's going – he's like, oh, here's the piece. She's like, oh, my husband bought it. She, he's like – he's being all evasive because everyone oh, yeah. in this movie is a fucking weirdo creep. They're all high. And he ends up just chasing her mm-hmm. – Tim. They're all high. I have been in your presence <laughs> when you were high and you don't chase me around. Go- they show guards. them in the movie smoking pot. I know. Which but I like, Don't blame the – that is actually – yeah, that was – they said – I think they even said marijuana. I was like, yeah. wow. Were they allowed to say that back then? Yeah. So then he's trying to like chase her around – yeah. This part, I have to say, this is a part like there wasn't a lot of dialogue. And as I mentioned, I was watching this sped up twice. It looked completely and sounded completely normal. Hmm. What the hell? Were they, were they like crawling in the original film? Uh, like just the no. running looked good. They were just running the around. music the... sounded fun. Yeah. I, I'll have to try this sometime. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to try this with all your movies from now on. <laughs> if only they could speed up five times. We're taking diamonds out of these movies. I don't think you quite get it yet. <laughs> Those aren't diamonds. I'm here every week. I'm still here. Uh, You're still here. And I pay taxes and I sit here and you drive there and we drink here and you poop there. And King of England doesn't have a starter. And you know, you can't start without a starter. And are, you know what's you weird? Finish, You're re- Edward, I want you to know this. I'm watching. Tim is reading this no, off something. No, this not. isn't Tim just – he's looking to the side very consistently. Like, this is this is <laughs> Tim wrote this beforehand. This is from the movie. <laughs> is that – I mean d- to give people yep. a sense of the script, that literally could be verbatim yep. stuff from the movie. It's very – 
the car- it does it does weirdly sound like pseudo Shakespearean writing in some way. It's like if Stanley Ooh, dropped yeah. the worst acid in the world and wrote like a play where he was trying to be very serious. Right, right, right. Because it's very purple prose and overwrought, but it's like very non sequitur. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, so uh, Blowhard is chasing the wife who has just ditched the baby somewhere. The car. Uh, do it in a car she puts him in a it car upset me. or her in a car uh he attacks her and he's like trying to like you know assault her yeah and she grabs a big shard of glass oh. and sticks it in his back right but he lives but she gets away she runs with the baby and then she just runs away he got a pretty bad infection piece of glass in a he, yeah, he eventually he eventually gets yeah he eventually gets uh to tendonitis no tinnitus no something uh, he, gets, he gets hurt <laughs> i had this he gets the herpes. argument with with john yeah, he gets a ringing in his ear. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have gone to that Bare Naked Ladies concert. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I'm actually a little hazy what happens here. She gets back to the car and the cops drop off her husband who's been all beaten up. Yeah, because right? she's like, oh, he what won't, happened to you? And it turns out he won't confess to stealing the car pieces because no. it's like, I mean, it wouldn't stamp. So like. There's a scene where the cop is talking with Harry, the owner of the junkyard. They're like, I guess we got to blame Blowhard. He's like, yeah, let's yes. just blame Blowhard because someone's got to go out for it. But I do so I do would, want to let the audience know that we already had a big scene where Moody talks with the police. And he's like, I guess we'll blame the this guy, this, you know, this Ben guy. And and, and I I think they were lovers. Wait, you think who were lovers? The cop and Blowhard or Harry. Because they were like, think so? Sure. I'll do this. Yeah, I'll do that. No, no. Actually, they you, believe it or not. I can't believe this. They actually explain why they do that. Because <laughs> he goes, no he goes. No, he does. There's is a bit there's where the Harry, the owner, is like, you know, you think you're smart, but you're not that smart because I give you money, and you know what? You come into this office to get that money, and I have a special camera there, That's and right. that special camera takes. He's blackmailing him because he's a crooked cop. Because everyone in this movie's bad. Okay, um, I forgot that. Now this is the weird part for everyone. So like, it's like this so the the, the quote unquote heroes have been reunited. Ben is all beaten up, but he's dumped back with his wife with a car that is fixed and works. Yeah. So he can just continue into California, where he heard there might be a job. He becomes revenge obsessed. He's like, uh, they they can't kick dirt in my face. I gotta go back. She's like, Harry, what? Oh, Ben, why are you doing that? And it's his whole and. So he fucking, even though he escapes with his life in a bad beating with the cops, so like you're not getting help here, he decides he's going to go back and get revenge. Uh, meanwhile, the cop arrests uh, Blowhard. Yeah, because then he's, yeah. Blowhard's like, why'd you leave me out to dry? Why'd you hang me out to dry? And he's like, and someone had to. I'm Harry. I'm pure evil. Uh, and there's another plot twist because the police give Blowhard a knife and like, why don't you take care of Harry? It's like. Oh yeah, wait. I plot twist that. upon plot twist. The police are everybody's playing everybody. Yeah, what happens then? Well, uh, Blowhard goes back with the knife. He comes into Poochie's place and he's like, "Get out of here! I'm here to kill Perry." And uh, Poochie's room at Clanahan just reminds me. Poochie people. and the, uh, like, traumatized woman. Um, hey, you jumped ahead so far. Um, Did I? Well, this is the end. Well, that Harry does come in. They fight, and then the deputy just bursts in the door and, and shoots Blowhard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. The, the deputy shoots Blowhard, <laughs> but the way it's shot is so funny where he's cringing on the ground, 
and the deputy walks in the door and like you like the door opens yes, and, just, and like you see the deputy with a gun and he shoots him but the actor king moody playing blowhard has no reaction whatsoever <laughs> so i thought it was one of those things you always see in a movie where like you think a character gets shot you hear the no. like gunshots and like another character falls over no he does get shot and he dies <laughs> and then ben the motorist comes back that's right and he I don't know. I think the captain and, and Harry, the owner of the junkyard, are off doing something. He comes into Poochie's place. There's a very weird shot where, like, they're kind of spinning around for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Where, like, I she has a knife or he has a knife or... Yeah, bang up that knife from Mr. King Moody. Yeah. There's a knife fight thing, but, like, she, I don't know. Nothing happens. Then Harry comes back. The police chief is gone. Oh. <sighs> Harry comes back and he and he gets in a big fight with the uh, with with Ben and it looks like he beats Ben and he's throw, he drops him down the hole. He was making Ben do push ups on before that's and he's right. throwing trash down on him. But then Ben oh. just comes out of the hole behind him. Wait, that's a great shot when he throws him in that hole and he's he's throwing car parts on him. It's like yeah, clank, just crash, all like, stuff. Like, and then he and jumps out like, like a cartoon. He jumps out like Spider-Man. If you weren't looking at the well, screen like behind him. Yeah. He jumps out like, like he somehow climbed <laughs> up and then, then I guess he beats up Harry. Yeah. And then, the, and because and he doesn't Pucci's kill him, like, they talk with, he doesn't kill him. With Pucci He's laying on a piece of, yeah. Poochie's like and, only five minutes, five minutes. <laughs> so I guess Poochie's going to have, have <laughs> sex with the, like, like the physically beaten up Harry. <laughs> and we did a bad job of this. No, Tim. Well, when I say Ben Ben went to get a car part, he got framed for being a car thief by the worst police Uh ever. And then the police played everybody to kill everybody. They wanted to get get Harry killed, but Blowhard got killed. Harry, the owner of the place, is a fucking nihilist. He's like, like, I got to, I'll track this guy as a customer. And when that doesn't work, I'll take my best friend. There is this weird druggy poet wandering around who just kind of wanders in now the narrative. He tries to it's leave, Poochie. but King Moody says, you'll be back. You love the weed. You love it. <laughs> He's like screaming. <laughs> is that really a scene that could have actually You didn't happened? hear I'm that? Sure. Yeah, he was like, you'll be back. Tim. You love the weed. You love it. <laughs> Wait, He's saying that to the poet because at some point the poet's like, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go find my own scene, man. And should, we talk, should we talk about the final shot of the movie is? Oh, it's we're looking at a door the, and there is our co-host John Kelly and he just takes a hand grenade <laughs> and goes enjoy watching this pile of trash you fuckers <laughs> and throws the grenade right at Tim and I slams the door and we hear his laughter as it explodes. That's the end. That's the end. <laughs> great. This great. was a great movie. I got to turn your attitude around George. Just <laughs> <laughs> No one will turn my head soon around. Here's two things. A release date of after 1970 (laughs) and color. Okay. (laughs) These black and white ones are just like, (laughs) I do want to talk a little bit because this is like something notable. Uh, Rue McClanahan was super interesting seeing her that young, wasn't it? It was. I don't know her age. I, I don't either. I mean, the, the Golden Girls ages are very mysterious to me. But she was um, she was very young and insanely angular in the face. Like she had a face that like was a square. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like I'm being hard in this film, but no, uh, it was bad. <laughs> I think it was better than some of the other movies we watched. <laughs> it was not ineptly made, like say, like uh, the Biker Girls one. No. Like yeah. this was like like, and there was actually some angles that were interesting. Mm-hmm. There was some framing and stuff. Like the writing, like I said, was a lot of weird overwrought non sequiturs, but there were performances being handed in yeah. by some of the characters. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like I thought like Rue McClanahan was a pretty good actor in this. I thought Blowhard was pretty good. I thought the guy's wife was pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. the police the police and the deputy were the worst. Uh yeah, Harry wasn't bad though, the owner. He was kinda like Yeah, yeah. So it was actually like there was some decent stuff going on. It was just like it was just weird. It was a very weird film. Yeah. But like strong shades of horror movies, but like yeah. not, it's like a horror movie that never remembered to be a horror movie. Yeah. It's like a very, it's, it's, it's similar to Texas Chainsaw plot, except. Wish you hadn't said that Tim. Why? <laughs> uh, you'll see shortly. <laughs> well, is Texas Chainsaw something you're going to talk about? Yes. <laughs> All right. That was that. I guess we'll do revenge time. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. I'll get you. Revenge. I'll get you. Revenge. 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 One of us will die. One of us will die. I will not let Sunny take my place. I will have my revenge. Yeah. What was that question? Who will Who will most likely from this movie uh, manage a professional wrestler right oh it was manage a professional wrestler yeah i thought you said married to a professional oh mar- wrestler. no mar- manage manage okay i can double check all right i want to double check no nah. no nah, the this. manager but professional I, I know who it's gonna be well it could have been any of them <laughs> <laughs> even the baby <laughs> oh that's a good one actually i will say that the baby because this movie is very old we didn't actually say but it's like it's gotta be in the 60s right yeah it's 61 Ironically, the baby actually did grow up to be a professional wrestler manager. That's what you're going with. I got a yes. The and baby this. grows up to the baby grows up to be Paul Bearer. It's a it's a girl. Yeah, well, they just say that in your synopsis. Paul Bearer, the famous uh, manager of the Undertaker. Do you remember him? I know nothing about wrestling, so I'm going to have that. Back. Oh, then maybe I should change this. So no, no, know. no. We're doing it. We're doing right. it. Okay, all right, all right. So I know they, they... Paul Bearer, I'm going to do an imitation. Paul, so The Undertaker was a famous WWE champion. Still is. I don't want to speak in the past I've, tense. I've heard about well, him. I think he's retired now. And his big shtick is he's like an undead giant who rises from the dead. It's very similar to the way Hulk Hogan. Remember Hulk Hogan would like Hulk up every match? Right, okay. Undertaker like rises from the dead. He was this big dude. He would like do these choke slams. And he had... Um, Did he rise, he up, rise a, up out of dirt? Is that how they, they wheel a big thing of dirt in and he rises up out of it? Coffins. Huh? Coffins. Coffins. Big coffins. Yeah. And his, his manager was Paul Bearer. And Paul Bearer was this guy who talked like this. Really? He was very irritating. Yeah, he was this doughy little guy with a mustache and wore like pancake makeup. So he looked really pale and like he was dead. And he'd go, listen to me. And it was like this whole shit. And he would hold an urn. And oh, and the urn gave okay. Paul Bearer his powers. Not Paul Bearer, uh, Undertaker. It would give him strength. Okay. What was that? And in so it? that dirt, baby. Dirt from his homeland? 
It was uh, it was the ashes of um, ancestors. No, it was the, here's the, Tim. I'm going to reveal it. it was the ashes. President Davis of, of the Confederacy. No, of Ben, her dad. Her dad. Ben. Paul. Oh, Paul, Paul ben, Bearer's ben. real name. Paul Bearer's real name was Paula Bearer. Okay. Paul Bear presented as a male, but that's just because there was an unfortunate overgrowth of hair on her upper lip. Okay. And the reason why she had such a high-pitched voice going, Undertaker, was because she was, of course, women. Women tend to have higher-pitched voice. Um, her, she was Tinkles the Baby in this movie. So she actually grew Tinkles up baby. to become Paul Bear. <laughs> My God. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Good stuff. <laughs> No, I think it was the ashes. <laughs> maybe oh, maybe maybe she was just the ashes. Maybe they just. I think this is the sort of movie. Honestly, were, I don't think I would have been surprised if they just burned a baby in this movie. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, seems about right for uh, five minutes to love. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my god! Wait, I just realized I steamrolled that. I forgot that uh, we actually are supposed to group work. In this. That's why I was helping you. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were. See, I said ashes, really and you you went yes, with it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I still think it was President Davis's ashes of the Confederacy, but <laughs> maybe he mixed some of her house ashes with uh, the there's his father. Just be Tim. They don't have to be. Nobody knows after the Confederacy collapsed in the 1860s. Nobody knows what happened to President Jefferson Davis. I assume he I... went on the road and heard there was a job to be had, maybe in California. He's like, I heard they're looking for a president there. Yeah. I think he was Ben. You got your dates wrong. Jefferson you Ben dates Davis. Wrong. You got your dates wrong. No? I don't think his name was Ben. I'm forgetting his first name. But President Davis Jefferson of the ben Confederacy. Davis. It's Jefferson Davis. Yeah. It's Jefferson. Yeah. It, Jefferson yeah. Ben Davis. He actually died. He, 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 he got interested in marine life. And uh, they had those diving bells back then. And he went down and uh-huh. his foot slipped into a giant clam. And it, like his foot was stuck there. And he drowned. Because that has happened to someone in history. <laughs> oh no! Wait. So and then it's okay. Did they leave his? Did they leave his body in a raft for eight days? <laughs> he didn't rot though, right? Nope. No sunburns. No sunburns. <laughs> Jefferson Davis had really good sunblock. That was what the South kind of specialized in. Not just the debasement of human beings by enslaving them against their will. They made good sunblock too. <laughs> Glad you're bringing it around to something funny. Something we laugh about. <laughs> Uh, controversial SETI Bimco too, electric boogaloo. I talk about Pat Boone now, not not. Uh... All right, talk about your Pat Boone. Talk about your Pat Boone. No, if I need to, if I need a villain. Right. Oh, oh, number five is Pat Boone your new villain? Number five. So we have we have a new ranking. Number one is he who should not be named because it sends you into a frenzy. Two. Osmonds. Number two is the Osmonds as a collective. Three, Mister. Number three, Mister Mad Max. Uh, Mel Gibson. Yes. Four is uh, Don Cheney. Stuck him in there. Don Cheney. He was evil back then. And then five is uh, uh, Mr. Pat Boone. Pat Boone. Pat Boone should where be higher. Does, where, where does Jefferson Davis fall on this list? <laughs> he's number seven. He, what do you know? He's number six. Who's number six? <laughs> I can't reveal that yet. Aren't you? Didn't we establish <laughs> that you are number six? Because you're a villain, right? It's that guy who played a baby in the Little Rascals uh, short. He turned out to be a really bad guy. <laughs> Uh, that was also Tinkles. Tinkles got a lot of work back in the black and white days. What happened with that? Has uh, that story ever been updated? Remember the people adopted a child and they're like, I think this child's an adult. You remember that story? 
Yeah, they did that movie recently, Orphan, which was that was kind of the plot it's of it. It's about that. I don't know. I I because I forgot that was a real thing that happened. Because they were in like right. Yeah, it really happened. Because I bet you John would know. Yes, John. John knows all the baby. John would definitely know all the baby John, conspiracies. Yeah. Oh my god, we should ask John about the Ginsburg baby because I bet not the yeah no <laughs> the, the Lindbergh Ginsburg. not the Ginsburg. <laughs> I'm still thinking of famous poets. <laughs> All right. We'll do our revenges. You want me to go first? All right. Or you want to go? I want to go first because you kind of already spoke about mine. What? You Is mean right? the Texas Chainsaw? You mean... Shut up. Stop. All right. You mean no, leather, actually, leather face? I kind of... I actually kind of don't want to do mine now because you kind of... like <laughs> By saying that, you've kind of ruined it. What? not. Because <laughs> that was the surprise. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, do something else. I'm going to have to come up with a new one. What? It'll still be good. No, it won't be. All right, so because mine so was, sorry. it was. I am so sorry. <laughs> mine, all right. Here's mine because, like, you're right. This did have strong vibes. Cue the music. Mine, the revenge was. All right, cue the music. All right, set the lights. It's time to get things started on Seti Bimco tonight. So Harry, the owner, who is actually the villain of this piece. It's he who gets revenge. The movie closes with him beaten insensate with a young Rue McClanahan climbing over and threatening to do something in five minutes. Uh-huh. It only takes five minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's how we leave. And then, like, I guess Ben's there, Jefferson Ben Davis, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> ben leaves. He goes off to California to find a job. Turns out, because this was a, you know, a movie where they speak in coded language, it turns out, like, you know, the whole five minutes she was talking about the whole time. Yes. It wasn't sex. It was cutting people into pieces and making uh-huh. them into chili. <laughs> so she starts it, but she doesn't succeed. He's able to wrestle away from her. But there's just a moment they have this look. He's like, you know, Poochie, all these years you've lived in my in my junkyard mm-hmm. offering me beer. I never realized how just beautiful and perfectly symmetrical and square your head is. <laughs> and she's like, Carrie, I have mental cognization problems <laughs> let's get married they have a family you may be like how does this tie to revenge George well just you listen because they have kids the first kid he's a boy but he probably you know there's there's a lot to be like I'm of course Tim you and I were very good about we like you know express your gender in every way you see fit mm-hmm. just because you're born a sex doesn't mean that's what your true gender is this person, this first boy was born, and this boy's like, I want to kind of wear dresses. So like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. He's like, I want to wear dresses made of human skin. They're like, that's a little <laughs> bit more troubling, but we're still, we're going to allow this to happen. And so this boy, he grows up to love chainsaws. Right. And then there's another boy. Uh, chainsaws? <laughs> what could this be? Yeah. Wait, what could this be? <laughs> and then there's another boy there who's like, uh, he's got like a plate in his head. And then there's like. <laughs> Wait, uh, how do you get that plate? Uh, a previous movie, maybe. Um, he's got a plate in his head, though, and he keeps using a belt sander on to make himself feel good. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, and at some point, Poochie leaves. Because uh, these fuckers are weird. But that little bit that she showed him about, like, making people into chili, uh-huh. that always stuck with the dad. And the dad's like, you know, we're going to have, like, a... Let's move to Texas. We'll make a big chili, chili making Wait, thing. Wait, why they, Texas? They, Come they, on. Uh, Give some context to this plot. 
This was in Texas the whole time, actually. That's what you didn't realize. Okay. That's I know you thought this movie was taking place in Florida because there was no elevators, but uh, Texas uh, also had no elevators back then. Okay. And, um, yeah, they're the family from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, my steam went out. You you kind of already ruined it. Man, I'm, so, I'm sorry. What a, in my defense, what a I really do think that this kind of would work as a prequel in many ways. Right. Like, Harry does have some definitive vibes with the father from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I'll say. Yeah, and also I was really I was really doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 there more, because that's the one where they make chili out of the people. Oh, okay. And I only recently realized that it's, like, not supposed to... Like, you know, everyone knows Leatherface, right? Right. But the two other brothers are do, two different dudes in those movies, even though they're played by the same actor, I think. I don't know, mm. it's weird. Anyway, we should do that movie sometime. No, it's too good. Oh. <laughs> the movie is just a catalyst for us to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When I watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's a fun movie. <laughs> I like that movie a lot. I'm, right. I feel bad I ruined yours. Well, no, actually, um, I think it more shows that great minds, great minds think alike. Like I just watch this movie and people, if you watch this movie, which I, I don't, I don't often do like the rankings anymore. Back when I had only a handful of appearances, I did, but like, I will put this one, like there's parts of this that were pretty awful, mm-hmm. but there's also parts that were like surprisingly good. Like, I don't know what to make of this movie, Yeah, but it, it does kind of, it gives you like some really strong Texas Chainsaw vibes. The shot where he ran was running away and the train went by. I was like, that was the one kind of artsy shot. Did, yeah, were you looking? yeah, it's it's yeah. I was actually. It's no, and there was the weird bit when like he's spitting around with Poochie, like, and there was like it was well lit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird movie. Well, he made another movie. He made some other movies. Don't you fucking dare. Seventies. <laughs> he made one. In the 70s. All right, maybe, maybe. So here's my sequel. All right, let's hear it. Start the music. <laughs> Start the music. <laughs> I had a little burp. Little. So my sequel. Ben and Edna's baby grew up to be a messed up kid. She always hated yeah. junkyards and junk mail and junk food and junk drawers and junk stock and guys calling their genitals junk and junk science and junk bonds and the junk man and the Chinese ships they call junks and junk junk her you got pet it. kitty. And junk she found in the belly, her belly button, even though she thought she cleaned it. And what? What do you want to know? I was going to make sure that you didn't forget to mention the uh, the ship's <laughs> name, Junk. <laughs> yep. Thought you would, but you didn't. You, you, I didn't. You surprised me, too. No, you got it. I'm, I'm doing this in the style of the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you should be, <laughs> like, way drunker and higher. <laughs> her father ran off like fathers do. He ran off to get cigarettes so he could smoke like the chimney smoke, like volcanoes smoke like burning cars smoke and the smoke looks like clouds and clouds could piss on you like a dog every day like they do like yellow piss like mountain dew or orange crush and her mother she wrote letters to the police chief asking where the charges were and where the phone charges were and where the charges she gets out of candy bars that light up her mouth like that light on the dentist's head she wrote letters down to the man down the street who never said hi to anyone not even to the reflection in his mirror the mirror that helped him not to cut his own throat (sighs) That's her mom. <laughs> this kid of Ben and Edna watched it all happen, watched her family fall apart. Her name was Booty. Not like the booty you wear, but a booty that a pirate steals. She... Would it be a booty you call? <laughs> nope. Not that one either. Okay. Right. I'm going to no-butt you once. 
Right. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> I'm such a good yes-ender. She grew up in a small one-story house. Just one story. Not like an anthology, which has many stories. She wanted more stories, even though she knew that stories are just what happened in the sky while you crush your dreams and grind them into a fine dust that covers all your furniture while you try to think of another reason to live. Or maybe just one more story so Booty could have two stories and live on another level and not this mundane level her mother lives on. Says Booty. Booty the daughter. She's all grown up now. This kid Booty got got to be a teenager and ran off to that old junkyard her parents were tortured in. Poochie told her she could love her in five minutes or hate her in six. Six times three, six times three gets you the devil, Booty said. And baby, that's what Poochie got that night. The devil and one, one less car part. Booty killed her with a rusty hood ornament. An ornament. Oh no, Poochie! Ornament like Christmas. So Booty stole the steering wheel from the junkyard and left Poochie dead. You need a steering wheel, you know, to get through this life in one piece. You turn right, you turn left, but you can't turn up or down. You go your way, I'll go mine. Mine, me, meat, meat grinder. <laughs> so Poochie can find her own way now. She's got three minutes to get to hell and she won't make it. And this sequel is called Six Minutes to Hate or Booty and Poochie. Stop the music. <laughs> All right. So what? that was very good, Tim. I have a couple questions. Yeah. Is booty and poochie a reference to something? No. I just like those words together. You just like booty? Because the whole time I'm wondering, like, where is he going with the boots? Booty and poochie. All right. You know what's funny Although about her that? her boots were that... made for walking. I left that one out. Oh, that's just what they'll do. Um, <laughs> what's really funny about that is, like, let's... Let's be honest. Nobody who listens to this podcast is going to watch this film. <laughs> we are the only Kablasto. three people to watch this film probably in the last 30 Kablasto. years. I don't think Kablasto will. No. no, he might He might even pretend he listened to this podcast. He's not going to watch this. But no one's going to realize that what you were doing was actually a very good approximation of the way the script was written in this. Yeah. Yes. So they're just going to listen and be like, Tim Hamilton has finally succumbed to his <laughs> overwhelming OCD. And it's just having a full mental unraveling like as I listen. <laughs> Well, we hope, hope, hopefully, John will be back next week. Uh, George won't be here. No, me next week. So if it's no John and no me, it's going to be Tim, like just awkwardly rambling. I got a fill in, got a fill in coming. Oh, you do? You got one officially? Either way. I don't want to say. Right. We'll find out. All right. So yeah, Tim, rookie. since I won't be here, I don't want to. I don't want to do the old grenade maneuver the way <laughs> that John did here. So I think it's up to you to choose the movie. What's going to be the movie for next week in case anybody listening in at home wants to watch along with you and your mystery guest? I'm sorry. You're going to miss it. It's a movie. Well, it's 1969 in color. Mm, I don't know. She Freak. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. And it's a remake of Freaks. Unofficial remake of Freaks. So I'm sorry. Really? The the Browning? Is that the same? James Browning? Browning was the director. Yeah. But She Freak is... It's on Tubi. It's about... Oh, my goodness. About a circus with freaks. The photo that comes up right away. (laughs) Claire Brennan stars as a waitress who leaves the greasy diner business for the excitement of the carnival. (laughs) (laughs) She quickly discovers that she despises freaks and human odysseys. (laughs) Well, if you've seen... Uh, Oddities. I might watch this. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll call in from the road. She left a diner job for a sideshow shop. 
<laughs> I don't know. That's like that's not a lateral move. That's certainly not a climb up. That's like I mean, aren't carnies famously like not terrible? If you're cooking, you're cooking at a greasy spoon, right? It's probably not high dining, but like, don't carnies just live on fried dough yes. and corn dogs and cotton candy? Oh, Tim, do we get any letters this week? Oh, you bastard! <laughs> you want me to read your letter? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Hey, we got a letter from George O'Connor. Oh, wow. That's weird. It's been a while since that guy's written in. You're really going to make me read your letter? Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm gonna fucking, you have to read this goddamn thing. <laughs> ah, well, I was listening. Ah. I was listening. Wait, what's the, what's the title of the letter first? Hello, Sadi. Seditious Binkovites? Yep, what you wrote? Seditious Bimkovites. Yep, that's what I wrote. Well, hello there. That's what George O'Connor wrote. Hello there. I was listening to the oh. latest episode of Shetty Bimco. Oh, is that how I sound to you? The man from the 25th century. <laughs> oh, no. Do my, this is George's voice. <laughs> I'm going to have to do my Tim <laughs> voice then. <laughs> and he was delighted to hear my name mentioned. I was not in attendance for this particular show or episode. <laughs> don't know that big word episode as I was touring in Massachusetts or, or some shit who knows anyway <laughs> my delight soon, soon faded to dismay as shooter form Tim Hamilton began a discussion of his favorite topic of late Adolf Hitler who I like to make fun of this episode yeah no that's the distinction yeah this episode Harry Hamilton specifically was talking about a cat <laughs> named Hitler who physically resembled the villain of the 20th century. Sorry, I keep going into your, your accent, George. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a very catchy. It sounds just like me. That's why people, this is me talking. <laughs> this is Tim talking. To address this dismay, I thought I would take this opportunity to talk about some other significant felines, not ones that resemble fascist dictators, but rather ones that exist in the world of He-Man. Oh, John, I wish you were here. <laughs> Which, as a reminder, is called Eternia, not He-Man Land. Yep. <laughs> Any discussion of cats in relation to He-Man must begin with Battle Cat. His trusty uh-huh. steed, a Battle Cat, is enormous armored yellow and green tiger, who is also He-Man's best friend. Just like how uh-huh. He-Man secretly identifies, oh, secret identity is nearly identical to Prince Adam. Battle Cat's secret identity is Adam's pet, Tiger Cringer. Is that right? Yes, Cringer. It is the nearly identical Prince Adam. Crin- no. Cringer. Okay, Cringer. 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 Like... No, Cringer. <laughs> don't, don't you dare mispronounce this name. Battle Kate. <laughs> A yellow and green oh, striped tiger. This is terrible. Albeit somewhat. I'm going to have to read this myself. Smaller and without armor. But still, people in Eternia must have head injuries not to draw a connection between the two. Yep. Not to be left out in the cold, He-Man's arch-foe, Skeletar, also has a feline steed, a large armored purple panther named Panther. Yeah, Panther. Panther? You got it, Panther. Yep, Panther. Yep, you were trying to make it silly, but it's already silly. You can't can't silly up Panther. He-Man's ancestry, King Grayskull, rides... Ancestor. Hmm? (laughs) Ancestor, not ancestry. (laughs) Sorry. King Grayskull rides a large green and yellow armored lion named Battle Lion. 
Yep. <laughs> Keep going. He mans twin sister. Uh, <laughs> she ra does uh, not have a cat. She rides. Nope, no cat. But her no enemy is Catra. <laughs> or Catra. Catra, as a human would say. Yeah. yeah. An evil woman with Catra-like qualities. Catra has a magic yeah. mask that allows her to transform into a large armored purple panther. But not the same panther Skeletar rides. In addition to becoming a Kate herself, Katra sometimes rides on a large pink lion named Claudine. Claudine, really? Claudine, yes. C-L-A-W-D-E-E-N for people listening at home. There are several other cat people in the Masters of the Universe mythos. like Sure are. Like uh, like Katrina. Kim Cattrall, the half-human. No, not half Kim Cattrall. Cattrall. Nope. And Kim Cattrall's all human. Chief Carnivus. Chief Carnivus, yeah. The leader of the... Cadians. The Cadian cat peoples. But, yep. but I shan't elaborate further. I will close my nope. remarks to point out that although there are many cat characters in the M-O-T-U, there are no Hitler characters because Hitler isn't cool, kids. Your loving co-host, New York Times bestseller author George O'Connor. P.S. Despite Tim's many protestations to the contrary, it totally sounds like he was annoyed by that Spanish-speaking bartender, and he was definitely making fun of her accent. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode, folks. It's it's an incisive uh, rebuttal to all of Tim's protestations to the contrary. So, uh, oh Tim, know your voice sounded just like on that. Like, I can't believe you stuck with that voice the entire time. You know, do you remember like there's the weird cartoon in Jurassic Park where they're explaining how they make the dinosaurs? Yes, I do remember that. They got DNA from the dinosaurs. That was the voice you were doing. Was it? I don't remember the voice. Sounded like it to me. Yeah, watch it again. That would be a movie to do, right? A movie that people had heard of. <laughs> I don't want to. No m- gets revenge in that. I don't want to make. I, I don't. Yeah, there's too much emotions yeah. there. Yep. yep. Too much connections. George connections. That's what they got. Connections. That's what the people got. That's what the poet got. Well, I'll tell you. Poet's got words. The police got words and bullets. But the poet shoots you with your words. You get up the next morning. The bullets got points. Police shoot you with the bullets. You don't get up. These movies don't got points. (laughs) Um. So that's. I got a really good movie for next time. I'm going to be around. So just you wait. You're going to be sorry. All right. All right. How do we close this now? What do we say? We say. Well, thank you for the letter, George. Thank you for the reading of the letter in a weird voice, Tim. I will be here next time, and there's going to be me and one of these two or somebody else with with one of these two. We're going to see what happens. It's a mystery. It's like when they yeah, – who's who like who shot JR? They're going to have T-shirts. Yeah. Who hosted the show? Maybe the entire first season will be a dream. May, May 19th, 2013. Who hosts the show? They'll have T-shirts like that. Oh boy. Who hosted Seti Bimco? I hope it's Kim. That's a terrible joke. You're not yes and in there. I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. I said Kitler. You like that. All right. We'll say goodbye then. That's all we got to say. Is there nothing else? Nothing else happened? Uh, nothing else. My liver exploded. I'm sorry. <laughs> My dog won't eat her food, so oh. sometimes we just buy chicken liver. And I put it in the uh-huh. microwave 10 seconds. Oh, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. And it must have an air pocket in it. I got out. I, the knife touched it. It went. Phew. 
Did it fly around their house? Yes, because it disappeared. And Jean, was, my wife was next to me, and we're like, oh. and like we found it over on the toaster. We found it on the window. We looked up at the ceiling and said, oh, there's most of it it's on the ceiling. <laughs> it's quite an explosion. What was your dog's reaction? Did she, it was like so. No, like, she wasn't just. She was laying down in the other room. It didn't make a big noise. It was just like a little tiny yeah. pop. Weird. Now we know about microwaving livers. Oh, chicken hearts. They got. They got. Oh, you said hearts. What? No, livers? I'm saying oh, also. No, about... also chicken hearts. We buy those for her, but you cut them in half because they will explode. They've got obviously they've got valves. They got the. I used to know the names. Ventricles. Uh, there's the there's ventricles and. Atria, yeah, Atria, yep. But I don't know that actually. I'm gonna be a little bit of a nerd here. I don't know that uh, birds oh, have, them? have. I think they only have three. Wow. Yeah, because they're they're descended from reptiles. You're nerd now. All right. Oh nope, I'm wrong. Birds have four chambers. It's all good. All right, bye I'm everybody. That in. Maybe see you next week. Maybe not. We'll see. I'm tempted by she freak. Okay, bye. All right, bye, everybody. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. The dame was smashed up all over the upholstery. The dame was smashed up. The car was smashed up. The bottle was smashed up. The payments were smashed up. The the dough was smashed up. The radio was smashed up. The heater was smashed up. The kids was killed in the backseat and the dog was cut in two. How do you know? You like that stuff?